Welcome back to Ready, Set, Scale, a ScanSource podcast series focused on how to buy, sell, and use technology solutions in different markets. Thank you to our government vertical sponsors, Cisco, Zebra, Avaya, CyberPower, Jabra, Honeywell, Poly, Star, and Tyco Exact. Stay tuned to learn more about how these sponsors can help you discover new opportunities in government. In today's episode, we'll speak with Vikas Maratra, Advanced Product Manager at Zebra, and Shannon Tomlinson, Director at ScanSource. Hi, all, and welcome, Vikas. Thank you for being here today and taking time to lend your expertise to our audience. So, hey, let's just take a little time to let our listeners get to know you. Vikas, can you share your background and your experience with us? Sure. Good morning, Shannon, and good morning to all the audiences out there. Yes, my name is uh, Vikas, and I'm the product manager for at present in Zebra, and my background is more into public safety, where we serve our heroes working in all public safety and Department of Defense space. Yes, we are very proud of our heroes, those first responders and all those that serve in the public safety sector. Thank you. So when we think about government, because this this podcast is based around our government vertical. When we think about government and different sectors, what major differences do you consider when you're selling to a local government agency versus a state or federal agency? It's a very good question, Shannon. If we talk about a government space, the government space has many different agencies underneath in it, right? You can have state, you can have federal, you can have municipalities, Mm -hmm. you can have utilities, which can be part of the government space or sometimes private, it depends. And for each of these, the needs are different. So let me give you an example, which can take you to to two different extremes. Let's talk about the federal government first. If you look into the federal government, there are certain criteria that needs to be met for the technology, and for the device. As an example, the Department of Defense will not purchase any software or hardware unless and until it has gone through certain certifications. As an example, your solution or your hardware or your firmware needs to be FIPS compliant. It needs to be common criteria certified. It needs to be stick compliant. And finally, it needs to be on the list of Department of Defense list as an approved product so that Department of Defense agencies can purchase through. So this entire cycle means that you're going through your accreditations, you're going through the commercial lab testing, you are going through various stages to say that your product is certified for to be used by the federal government. But if you look at some other agencies like municipalities, they may not be so rigid about these processes and products. They may not need the strict guidelines that you need to follow. A certain level of common framework is still needed, but they are not that rigid as compared to the federal government. 
That's very interesting and in knowing the different groups and, and what their needs are. So when we look at some of those differences, are there types of technologies and services that you sell that fit into those specific markets? Yes, we try to serve all these local government agencies, whether it's state or federal. Mm-hmm. So we are FIPS, STIC, common criteria. We are on the list of Department of Defense for the approved list products so that federal government can purchase it. And if you are not selling it to federal government, yes, you can still sell it to state, the different government agencies, because they are always looking for the ruggedized, ruggedized product for a longer life cycles, right? Because public safety demands from the device certain aspects that you are giving them the latest technology, as well as the device is recognized to have a longer life cycles so that you can basically go through the concrete. If you drop the device, you have the temperature ranges because core public safety officials, they work in different time zones and different temperature ranges. And the device needs to perform well in all these environmental circumstances. So recognition of the product, meeting the certain guidelines, all these factors are important. For sure. As we're looking at public safety within that government vertical, what types of solutions are you seeing the most growth with? So the government, as I mentioned, that we have the local government and the state, but as well as the Department of Defense. And each of these customers have different needs. As an example, you can have a Department of Defense or a state, Department of State that may have a requirement for the device that if you're in the facility, you cannot use the camera or it can be you cannot use the Bluetooth or the Wi-Fi in the premises is not allowed because we will all appreciate the fact that they will have strict rules that what a person can do and what a person cannot do on the device. Right. So how do you make this customization work for them, both keeping in mind that device belongs to one particular user and it may need certain aspects, both from the software as well as from the hardware aspects of it. What it means is that as an example that I have given you earlier, the camera and a Wi-Fi should not work for all the devices. That's common to everything. But if you are, let's say, a major or a sergeant or a chondral, what you can do on the device can also vary, right? I may allow certain features to be enabled for you, but not enabled for the others. So this customization is something that is needed across all these Department of Defense and federal government that Zebra does the best and give them this kind of solution, which is seeing the growth currently that, hey, my needs are different. Can you customize the product? Can you give me certain aspects into the product, which we do, both from Mm -hmm. software point of view, as well as from the hardware point of view. Thinking about it again from that public safety device, So there's differences between an enterprise built and a non. Can we talk about that just a little bit? Because I I know there's some differences there. I'll get a very good question. Let me give you an example from day-to-day life. Let's say you have a cell phone in your hand. Mm -hmm. You are outside enjoying your picnic. You are near the beach. You left the device. And somehow the device is 
not under the shade, but is exposed to the sun. Now, let's say you were out at the beach or the picnic for three, four hours, and you're back. As soon as you're going to touch the device, there are two things that you will notice immediately. First, it is extremely hot. The device has become hot, and it is not in operation. It is inoperable. And you will see right on the screen, high temperature messages that is coming onto the device. So that's your enterprise world, where the device is subjected to different environmental conditions and may not work. Now let's look at the devices that are needed for the public safety. They have to be ruggedized. They have to be longer life cycles. They can be exposed to the extreme temperatures going anywhere from minus 10 to 50 degree or 55 degree centigrade. And these devices will still be operable. Ah, I had no idea. I, I mean, I just assumed this is just me. I'm looking at my consumer grade telephone and I had no idea that there was a difference between what I had in my hand versus what someone in that public safety sector has in their hand. Other than, you know, maybe a better case in case they drop it. That's very interesting. Yes. So you have to meet certain standards for all this. Mm -hmm. And these standards are basically known as ingress protections or international protection. And they talk about how you need to meet the spec specifications for, again, the dust, again, the dirt, against the water. Because it's very common, right, that you are just washing your hands and your device just drops into the water. Now what? Now, a ruggedized device is going to stay longer into the water as compared to the commercial, right? Mm -hmm. And even the water can make a difference. There's a difference between the water coming to your house versus swimming pool mm -hmm. versus near the beach. Because what is inside the water also can impact the material of the device in a different ways because of the salt content. It differs. Right. So your recognized device needs to be needs to be exposed to all these kind of extreme conditions so that it can work properly. And that's what public safety needs. Longer life cycles, have all these compliances. And if you look at the Federal and Department of Defense, customizations, going through all this firmware, hardware checks very thoroughly, being approved. All these things makes a device, and you can appreciate the fact that how different it becomes, as an example that I have given you in the sun, mm -hmm. different being an enterprise versus a public safety device. In my notes, as we were kind of thinking through this episode, the FirstNet came up a couple of times. So can we talk a little bit about FirstNet? It hasn't always been around. There's an evolution there for that public safety sector. So can we Maybe talk about that evolution and that functionality. Uh, sure. So when the unfortunate incident of 9-11 happened, there was a commission by the White House to explore how we could have coordinated better between the different agencies. So let me give you an example. Let's go back to the time when this incident happened and all of our heroes and all of our agencies from different parts were trying to help people. What they found was that they were not able to coordinate properly because of different radio systems being in use. What do I mean by that? It means that, hey, Shannon, you are talking on some frequency. 
I'm talking on a different frequency. Two different systems, they cannot talk to each other. In common layman terms, you are maybe speaking some different language that I don't understand, and I am talking in a language that you don't understand. And if we do not understand, we cannot coordinate properly, right? Mm -hmm. So the commission recommended that, hey, we need to have a certain frequency that needs to be allocated to the public safety. So whenever disaster happens, all the agencies, they can coordinate better. And that's how the first net was born. Mm. It took some time to release the spectrum. There was an auction. AT&T was the winner. AT&T was given this first net frequency. So in the United States, there is a special spectrum allocated for public safety, which is called as the first net, and which is based on our regular, you can use the devices that we use today in day-to-day -day life. You do not need to use the radios. In the common, you will see that all of our heroes, the cops, the firefighters, they're carrying a radio. But you can, the idea is to move or augment or extend with a device that you can carry, just like a cell phone that operates on this first net frequency that AT&T is providing you. So you can do sharing of video, sharing of pictures, you can coordinate better, you have other device that is always available. If you go out of range in the radio, out of your radio, you can still use the device. Make sense? Yes, yes, that does. It's kind of surprising that we didn't already have that. But now that we do, I feel very good about the safety. Correct, correct. And this thing also become very much prominent when the Boston Marathon, another unfortunate incident happened that how people were not able to coordinate or send big videos or the pictures or something because you cannot do that on a radio. You need to have a smartphone kind of device with a dedicated safety band that I just talked about. Mm -hmm. So I, as an officer, can record something and immediately send it to other agencies to have a better coordination, right? right? You're not worried about, hey, the cell tower, so many people are trying to make a call that area is completely choked with uh, all these calls that the network is not able to handle it, right? Mm -hmm. So all these things, basically, were the motivations to have a dedicated network, have dedicated devices for this public safety only, which is what FirstNet is all about. Right. Thank you for sharing that. That was great insight on that. Let's just go a little bit deeper. And so based on what you've shared so far, how is Zebra addressing the next generation of technologies to help our heroes in this space? Again, a very good question. So Zebra philosophy is to, whether it's enterprise or public safety, give and support the next generation upcoming technologies. And the best example for that is what we, you must have heard, what we say as 5G. Mm -hmm. So if you look at your smartphone today, on the top right inside, it tells you whether you're on a 4G or a 5G. And you can imagine that 5G is trying to change the world by having ultra high speeds, zero latency, or very low latencies for any work that you're doing, which is bandwidth intensive. 
as an example, if you're trying to do a high definition movie download, right, on your smartphone, as an example, let's say in 4G, it takes you four to five minutes. The same thing in 5G will become in seconds. So you see the difference? Oh, wow. So how you can make use of this 5G, how you can make of Wi-Fi 6, how we can partner with our different uh, channel partners. They are part of our ecosystem. How we can give not a product, but end-to-end solution to the customers. And end-to-end solution to the customer means that you're giving a next-generation technology, you're giving the best software, and the best hardware that you have. And this is where the Zebra leads in all these spaces to address the next generation technologies that we can help all of our heroes in the government space. So you say lead, and I, I appreciate that. So let's look at our crystal ball. Let's go into the future. And as we look at things that are yet to be, things that are that are coming in this government vertical, what do you see in your crystal ball? So it is all about the next generation technology, next generation recognized devices, whether it's handheld or inside the car. It is about the tablets. It is about how you can follow certain standards that goes into the technology, how you can make a dedicated communication, just like as an example, the first name dedicated network, dedicated devices, mm-hmm. how you can support all this, keeping it in mind that all these are become secondary if you do not address the number one, which is cybersecurity. It is on top of everything. So Zebra is leading and doing a lot of things in this space to give you peace of mind, whether it's a next generation technology, whether you talk about cloud, whether you talk about cybersecurity, or you talk about how I can do a device management for you. If you are an agency, you have tens and 20,000 devices, how you can manage it. How do you know what is happening inside the devices, right? What kind of applications are being used? Uh, What is happening inside the device? Is there something that we can do to help all of our customers around the world in terms of safeguarding things? Zebra is at the forefront of all these in all these spaces, bringing the next generation software that can take care of the entire ecosystem. I know Zebra is always on that cutting edge and we truly appreciate it. We want to make sure that we stay in lockstep so that our partners are getting that first first glimpse, first options, and they're ready to roll when those new things are happening with Zebra. So anything, any parting words, any last thoughts? Well, I would like to say thanks to all of our heroes. I would like to say thanks to all of our channel partners. I would like to say thanks to all of our application providers that makes us look good. And we at Zebra feel proud to give the whole ecosystem to our customers where it is not about just a product, but we are trying to give you end-to-end solution. So you can do your day-to-day job well and without worrying about any other aspects, whether it's the hardware or the software or the cybersecurity. So thanks for all the trust in us. And 
I would like to thanks again, once again, all our channel partners to help us out and build this ecosystem for us. Thank you, Vikas. Thank you so much for that. Thanks for joining us today on Ready, Set, Scale. Thank you for sharing your expertise on multiple government sectors and the hottest Zebra devices and technology. Thank you for helping our government partners take their business to the next level. We appreciate you. Thank you, Shannon. Thanks for this time and this opportunity. And now we'll have a message from our sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Cisco, Zebra, Avaya, CyberPower, Jabra, Honeywell, Poly, Star, and Tyco Exec. Federal, state, and local governments are investing in new technologies to promote educational equity and remote work opportunities in an expanding digital environment. ScanSource understands governments of all sizes and all locales are under a tremendous amount of pressure to perform for the residents they serve. With help from us and from our top suppliers, benefit from the heightened interest in collaboration, security, and networking products by creating solutions that keep your customers connected and secure. Check out all the solutions you need and more at scansource.com backslash government. We really hope you enjoyed spending time with us today. Be sure to join us again for our next Ready, Set, Scale. And in the meantime, let us know if you have any questions or any suggestions for future podcast topics by going to scansource.com slash RSS question. We love hearing from you. So come on, send us a note.